each of us has received a spiritual gift. You got to find out what that gift is. And it's usually something that fills your cup. Welcome to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh, where I bring guests to share their stories in the hopes that you'll take these lessons learned and apply it to your lives wherever you're at in your journey of life. On today's podcast, we have Joe Phillips. He recently released his new book, Irrevocable, so I really hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with Joe Phillips. Well, thank you, Joe, so much for being on the podcast. Happy to have you on and looking forward to talking about your new book. Oh, it's my honor. Thank you. Awesome. Well, um, can you give our listeners a little bit of insights about who you are? Yeah. I'm a broken down kid that was uh, raised by a mentally ill mother and given away at the age of three and adopted. And then my adopted parents went through divorce. So I've, I've experienced a lot of pain, Gre- uh, grew up in four high schools in four states in four years, bounced around, lived with a lot of families. I became a Christian at 18 and uh, had a basketball scholarship at Columbus State University for a year. And then I transferred to a Bible college to pursue ministry, which I've been in for 37 years in various capacities. 15 of those years, I was a youth pastor. I've been a denominational leader, uh, lead pastor for three years. And for the last 16 years, I've been full-time doing creative evangelism around the country. Awesome. Well, happy to chat with you on your new book. And I've really enjoyed going through this new book. Your new book is Irrevocable. And um, Joe, tell us a little bit about the heart of this book, Irrevocable, and what made you want to write something of of this nature? Well, uh, Irrevocable is about a, a, a fellow who happens to be in the ministry, but you don't have to be a minister to enjoy it any more than you need to be a lawyer to enjoy a John Grisham novel. This man's ministry is flourishing it's, it's just unbelievable until a torpedo hits his life and everything explodes. And you watch him run away from his calling for 30 years more and watch the grace of God chase him down. It's based on the scripture from Romans eleven twenty nine: 29, the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. What made me want to write it was um, I, I produced a film called Aren't You Somebody? It's about trafficking in Thailand. And I wrote a, another screenplay, Irrevocable. So it was a screenplay first that uh, I've kind of been shopping around with different producers. been some interest in that. Kind of exciting. But during the pandemic, you know, to try to keep my mind active and out of the news, I decided to take that 85-page screenplay and beef it up and make it a 281 page novel that's the that's the long and short of it i was very intrigued by the genre that you chose to kind of pursue this book which is a a fiction book Mm. um now why did you choose to go in this route and and choose to write a a fiction book that's a great question i like fiction i like reading a good uh novel and I like telling stories when I travel and speak, that's essentially what I am, whether I'm doing stand-up comedy or um, speaking like I was in California, I'm telling stories. Jesus told stories everywhere he went. And the story just sort of kind of opened to me like a, like an old fashioned roadmap before the days of GPS where you, it just sort of just kind of all uh, opened up and 
started getting ideas and thoughts and people wonder, is it, uh, is it a biography or autobiography? It is not either of those, but in the, in the business I've been in for 37 years, I have pulled from various life experiences. In fact, you wouldn't know this, but several of the characters in there are, um, tips of the cap, paying homage to different people who have influenced my life over the years. Like the yeah. salesman, Bob Barfield, there was a guy that had a tremendous influence named Bobby Bearfield. So stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I was very intrigued, which is why I had to get a copy of, of it. Because once, once I saw your post on social media, I'm like, hmm, this is a unique angle. And I've really enjoyed going through the book. So now diving into the story a bit, the main character you have here, is uh reverend john mark Wright, and this is a main character uh in in the book and i feel like the story of the reverend is so applicable in life in general no matter who whoever's listening whatever your background is whatever industry walk of life you're in faith non-faith i feel like the struggles and the john mark's journey is so applicable um and so john mark struggles with really the big picture is what life's purpose is and mm -hmm. this is a common theme that i see people face regardless of their age experience or or background so based on this this story that you've written and based on the the work that you uh, are doing um how does one find their purpose and or what advice would you have for those that are struggling to find uh, their purpose in, in life? That's a powerful question. Um, the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable, not just full-time ministry. I think 27 times in the New Testament, Peter Wagner talks about spiritual gifts in his book. Each of us have, has received a spiritual gift. You got to find out what that gift is. And it's usually something that fills your cup. You know, it's something that it brings you joy and it's not like a, a drudgery and we delight ourselves in the Lord. The Lord gives us the desire of our heart. So the way to get out of morbid introspection and discouragement is to try to find out how can my gift, whether it's hospitality, whether it's wisdom, um, whether it's the gift of teaching, how can my gift help somebody else? And, once you find that, you need to stay. Now, it can evolve, like Sam Chan talks about callings evolve. It can evolve. It can it can be tweaked. It can even change. But fundamentally, that gift, he does not give it to you and then just say, I'm kidding. You got you to gotta find out what it is, find out what your gift is. And then as my buddy Lee McBride says, you just keep giving it back. You just keep giving it back. That, to me, is how you stay in the sweet spot. Yeah, that's one thing that was refreshing for me is that calling evolves over time. I always thought growing up, it was, this is your purpose and this is what it's going to be, yeah. but not realizing that that could change over time. And that's yeah. truly what changed for Reverend John Mark. Mm -hmm. His his purpose and his calling, it evolved over time. Well, he, like, I, I insert myself into the story a little bit, into the question rather. I'm called to preach the gospel as an evangelist. 
And from for 16 years, it's been getting in a car, driving to Savannah, like I'll do Saturday, the Lord willing, going on airplane to California. Uh, but um, Sam talks about he was preaching and then all of a sudden told his office, don't take any more calls because what I'm doing in this room, the room that we were in is what fills my cup, but he's also preaching. He's preaching to us. He's just not yeah. doing it the same way he did for me. Um, I want to preach the gospel, but I want to do it in very creative ways because people will go see a film or they'll possibly read a novel. They'll come to a comedy show. They'll go to a stage play and they won't go to church. Hopefully if you can kind of hook them in those areas, then they'll want to worship the Lord in a traditional setting. John Mark's calling really never, never changed. He just tried to find his way back to it. And, uh, and if you'll notice through the, and I don't want to give the plot of the book away, but you see some of the, when he's running, you see those gifts coming out in him, you know, whether it's at the hardware store or at the car lot, you see that, that that's one of the, the, the exchange with the, with the guy trying to find the car. I love, I love that scene where uh, he's basically talking the guy out of a fat commission for himself so he can pursue his calling, even though John's running from his, he's, he knows how important it is for that guy to pursue his calling. Yeah. And, and John Mark, he also faced a lot of animosity. He also faced a lot of opposition, animosity. And so how does one that, how does one face that and continue to go on that journey towards leading themselves to their purpose and towards the the life they're really called to to live out because it can be challenging yeah. when you're really in that in the mix of that animosity of the opposition and yeah. well that's in the book and in the film i try to put in realistic things you'll notice there was um adultery and uh, murderous rage and church politics Mm -hmm. And that's what knocks a lot of people out. People are jumping off the ministry boat left and right. And if the ones that are still on the boat could figure out something to do besides that, they would jump out too. The problem is that calling is irrevocable. So the advice would be, you got to toughen up. Politics is, politics, it, that's a tough business. And so John gets into the buzzsaw of the church politics and becomes a victim. I've been prison shanked in churches. I mean, I have had horrific experiences in churches, but I'm not going to deconstruct my faith or walk away from my call mm -hmm. anymore than I'm going to refuse to get on an airplane to California because somebody did something stupid on a plane. You know, pilots come to work drunk. Well, I'm not going to stop flying just because somebody was a knucklehead. And, and I, that's my advice. You, you, you and I have to stay tough in this deal to stay on the path. And, and I think people, I don't want to call people weak because I know, I know there's real church hurt and there's, I'm not talking about uh, scandalous abuse that we see about. I'm talking about just, you got caught in a policy or you got caught in a paradigm that is negative and painful. Stay with your call. Stay, stay in your lane. 
um, Peter said to Jesus, after Jesus restores him, making breakfast for a backslider on a beach, he, he restores Simon Peter, and Simon Peter looks at John and says, well, what about that guy? What about that guy right there? Mm-hmm. And Jesus gives him the Greek word, that's none you. That's none of your business what I decide to do with him. You follow me. Mm-hmm. And that's my advice. These people may be knuckleheads and these people may be painful, but you, you, you've got to follow me and you've got to do, do you love me? Yeah, you know that I love you. Well, if you love me, then here's your assignment. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you love sheep or that you love the act of feeding sheep. Because you love me, then you do your assignment. Um, what is, what is one trait of John Mark that you would say is unique? Man, that's a great question. Um, what I like about him is his sense of honesty. Even when he's running, Mm. he does not like liars and hypocrisy. Mm. He rubs against it. If you remember the scene where he's, uh, working as a, sort of a handyman and the guy he's working for is a charlatan Mm -hmm. to his core. He despises that. And he despises it. He despises it in himself. You see his life start unraveling. You know, he's making these commitments. He's committed to do this one thing for so long and to live a certain way. And then he, he, he makes a great victory in the bar that night, but Mm -hmm. then he totally is defeated by it. He he totally collapsed. And that's life. You know, Paul said, I don't do the things I want to do. I do the things I don't want to do. And, and that's just part of it. It's, 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 about, it's about controlling the flesh. And we all have it. Yeah. And uh, the, the goal is to make the flesh like a chihuahua, you know, and you just you snap the, the leash and you, you, you control it. But yeah. too many people, the flesh is like this 56-pound golden doodle under my desk, you know, the, <laughs> the dog will walk you yeah you see john's situation kind of spiral in that direction yeah he's an honest guy yeah that is so true and and the reality is integrity is so essential to to it doesn't matter what you're doing what walk of life you're in it's so crucial to continuing to go towards your purpose Mm -hmm. yep yep um so what do you hope readers get out of this book irrevocable well i i have some tremendous reviews and i won't i won't bore you with it one thing <clears throat> is a lot of non-readers that simply love me over time the relationships that we've had they read it as a almost a courtesy to me but they come back and say i haven't read a book in my adult life now they're not stupid people they read you know internet articles for eight hours a day that, but they don't read books yeah People are telling me I cannot put the book down. I couldn't put it down. And they're not saying that as a, as a homage to myself. They, they're, they're being realistic. An accountant lady said, non-ministers can also appreciate, and it is making me committed to fulfill what God has called me to do. That's my hope, that people read this book and they're entertained by it because I, I try to move it in an entertaining fashion. Short chapters, it moves. They're, they're intrigued by it, but also they're inspired by it that I'm not going to run away from what God has called me to do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And yeah, it is a very intriguing book. And once you start it, 
Um, cause I, I started the book with no expectations cause I was curious when you realized it was like a fiction book. I was curious to see how this book would be. And I was very intrigued. And I think it doesn't matter whether you're faith, non-faith, uh, person, um, this book is for you because there's a lot of nuggets to get out from this book. So Joe, how can readers get a copy of this book, Irrevocable? There's a, there's a link that should be in the show notes. If they'll just click on that, uh, it'll take them right to the warehouse. They can, they can get it for a donation of any amount. And I think the retail price is $24.99 from the publisher, but yeah, that's what it says, $24.99, but they can, they can change it to a nickel or they can change it to a million dollars. My accountant gets in it. He gets nervous if it's over a million dollars, but you know, any amount whatsoever. Another thing we hope to do with this Cameron is to, um, I have commissioned four rivers to put together a study guide and we're going to offer this because it is, like you said, non-traditional it's mm -hmm. fiction, but there are so many biblical applications and truths and questions and symbols and things in this book that you could enjoy a great group study with this. And so that'll be available. I told them I want this on, on a stage. I'm working on a stage play. I want it in a novel, a study guide, an audio book. I want it on merchandise. I want it on a Chinese weather balloon. I want to get the message out far and wide that the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. They are irrevocable. Well, I'm really excited for the stage play because um, you honestly, like when you're going through the book, you have this picture in your mind, this image of, of what John Mark is and his journey and where he is and where he's going. And so I'm really excited to see um uh, the stage play thank you well i know that genre will work because yeah 12 years ago when as you, if you read the uh avail article i started doing ebenezer and we've seen 1326 people come to know the lord in 12 years as ebenezer scrooge ebenezer scrooge gives a gives a gospel presentation simple gospel presentation and and an opportunity for people to pray that prayer yeah so, uh yeah well, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Joe, for, for being on the podcast and I really uh, enjoyed this conversation and really hope that those listening out there get your copy of the book, uh, Irrevocable, and uh, the link will be in the podcast description. And uh, thank you again, Joe. Thank you, Cameron. I, it's a great honor. I appreciate the invitation. All right. Take care. Thanks. Take care. Well, I thank you for tuning in to the podcast and I really hope you enjoyed this podcast conversation that I had with Joe Phillips and hopefully you're able to take some lessons learned, whether you're a person of faith or, or a person not of faith and apply some of these um, lessons learned into your own life. Also, if you would like to get a copy of Joe's book, the link is in the podcast description on whichever platform that you are listening on. And I uh, really hope that you can help support Joe and uh, get a copy of his book. If you would like to follow me on social media and connect with me and find out more about the work that I do, you can go to my website, CameronSing.com, and that link is in the podcast description as well. And uh, as you, I might have mentioned before in the earlier episodes, I just wrapped up writing my second book, still doing the final edits on that. So be look out, be on the lookout for more content relate, uh, related to that book. 
But if you want to go check out my first book that I came out with earlier this year, Navigation and Discovery, A Path of Navigating and Discovering Through Your Journey of Faith, feel free to go and get your copy today at CameronSingBook.com. Again, CameronSingBook.com. And you can find the book in any format that you would like. Thank you so much for your support. Feel free to subscribe on whichever platform that you're listening on and feel free to give a review as well. And I really hope that this podcast is able to add value to your life journey wherever you're at. And thank you again for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.